What's up, everybody? This is your host, Paul Newell, of the Men Talk About podcast. Real excited about this one. As an entrepreneur, as someone that uh, that is building brand and business, this one was a really cool episode for me to listen to, uh, especially because I can get stuck in ego and I can... I can, I can, I fa- I fail to, at times to lean in on my resources and asking for help. And after listening to this podcast and, and, and what my, what the guest today in this session has to offer, it, it was, uh, it was a lot of lessons I came away with this. And, and one of the biggest things was around value. Uh, how I value myself, how I present myself as a business, as a, as a professional. So I'm excited for you to hear this. And uh, you know, I'm excited for entrepreneurs to hear this, people that are um, learning ways of having different streams of income that will, that will sustain themselves. I'm excited for people to hear this episode. This is a great one. And, uh, and as always, uh, enjoy and get a notepad, take notes, listen to this multiple times, do whatever is necessary. But there's, and, and there's good gems in here. There's good gems. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Men Talk About podcast. This is Paul Newell, your host, New Wellness Guide, here as a guide for men, for the masculine, uh, to a new version of well-being, to, uh, to development, to education, to inner work, higher level of consciousness, thinking and understanding. I am excited today. I get excited for all my guests. I just realized that because I, I say that a lot. And I and all, each of these conversations and these opportunities to talk about topics that men tend to shy away from or men um, have yet to know exist. Uh, we get to, I get to have these conversations with some brilliant minds. Um, and today is, is one of them. Um, so everyone, I like to welcome Stan Lewisant. Uh, did I get it right? You got it right, yes. man. You got it right. I was, I was hoping you get it right on the first Thank shot. You. You know? Oh man. You know, listen, I feel like I, I'm, I'm excited right now. So blessings, blessings, blessings. Welcome Stan. Welcome. You want to say hello to the people? Thank you. Yep. Thank you for having me. Of course, as uh, Paul introduced Stanley Lewis on here, uh, Paul and I have known each other for a little bit of time, and uh, I'm happy to be here and being able to share uh, share a message with you guys. Yeah, man. Like, so uh, this is give you guys some background on Stan. All right, this dude. First of all, how I met Stan, and then I'll give you all the all official stuff, the credentials. So I met Stan through uh, our guy Chris Flo, Chris Flores. Uh, I think it was at Chris's uh, birthday party gathering. So met Stan there, and uh, Stan was crack. Yo, I was I enjoyed my time with him, man. This guy, his vibe. Um, I, I it was like as soon as I started talking to him, I introduced myself. We introduced ourselves to each other. I just saw in his eyes and in his energy, he's ahead, like just just ahead of the curve. And, for listeners that 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 are hearing this, like I, I, I hope you I, you can relate to what I'm talking about. You just meet that person, you're like they get it. And he was cracking me up because he saw me. He, he listened. This guy, he saw something I don't show a lot outside. He saw me trying to salsa dance, 
And I, I, I respect this cat because he told me, he was like, he was, listen, you were direct, Stan. You were like, yo, Paul, don't do it. Paul, let it, let it go, Paul. Let them have it. Let, let, let them have let it, it, man. Let them have it. Yo, I was cracking up, man. I was laughing all the way home. But I was laughing the next day about that. Yo, I just, I just appreciate his, 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 his honesty and, and his, and it's, and it's, and it was, it was nothing malicious. He was just, listen, he was like, listen, let them have it, man. And I was like, no. No, Stan, no. <laughs> we just had a good time, and I just appreciated him and just his his mindset. And and then we just, as we started talking more, we just recognized how small of a world it was and is. And um, you know, just, just like background, because every time I have a guest, I like to I like to get a little bit more background on like you know the the credentials, because like I get to see them when I meet my guests, I see them in a in a way, and in, in their energy, and it's powerful. And his credentials, I mean, like this dude. Stan started business at 16, <laughs> did it on his own. Uh, I'm not even going to get into age. Like, let's just say my man's been in the game. He's a vet. He's an OG. Started at 16. Uh, he is an owner, an IT consultant of uh, Fluid Designs, Inc. Um, and he does that by day and by night. I call him Chef Stan. And... <laughs> I, I, you know, again, because it's a small world, I have the, the gift of knowing um, someone that also knows Stan from high school days. And feedback was that, like, yes, yeah, Stan always knew. He, he, it's like he had a plan. He was always ahead of the game. I was like, yep. Yep. I can, I can see that. So I'm really excited to have Stan here and talk to um, – really rising in consciousness in business and life and things we get to really look at because like for this, for this man to be in the game for as long as he has and be thriving in it. I mean, this dude has articles and magazines and stuff. Like I see you, man. I see you. I see you. I see you. You know what? Listen, I do. I do. I'm like Columbo with it, man. Yeah, look, so anyway, so listen, this guy, he's doing work, he's doing big things, and he's doing it, he's been doing it for a long time. And I love the fact, like, some of the things, like, we'll get into, but I, listen, let's get into it. So before we, uh, Stan, anything else I, I missed or anything you want to add into that intro? No, I know. I mean, you know, and just, just to just put as an aside, nothing that I really tout, you know, like, like you said, uh, started early out, uh, officially in business in 16, but really was doing it prior to that. And I'll get into the story a little bit to just share with everybody. Um, And then, you know, college-wise, went over to NJIT because my biggest thing was uh, you never know what you want to do later on in life. And, you know, I don't shy people away from education for that exact reason. You don't Mm -hmm. want it to be a roadblock if necessary at some point. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, and obviously worked my way through and uh, and just been doing this ever since. But for the most part, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Um, You know, that's just uh that's that's the general story man for sure and uh you were so when did because john told me you used to collect computers so when so, did this start man, for you so I, i'm gonna t- i'm gonna give you this the story so uh you know even as a young lad you know as they would say and by the way by the way i don't have a problem saying the age right i'm now uh 35 right i'll be 36 at the end of this year so just yes. to give people some context on time right mm-hmm. um so for me uh 
you know, in eighth grade, I remember, right, wanted to get a computer, right? And the one thing I understood was the income tax check return, right? You know, so mm -hmm. I made a sucker's bet with mom. I say, hey, mom, I'm going to get on the honor roll, which was, you know, something that already happened. And I said, if I get on the honor roll, you know, for X amount of marking periods, you know, when the tax return check comes, I want a computer, right? And what happened? <laughs> I got on the honor roll. I knew February, March was my time. <laughs> we went to Sears. There were three computers there. We picked the one in the middle. I remember a compact Rosario 3000. Uh, it was a uh, 3000 bucks at the time and uh, took that thing home. And what's green went into the green port. Purple went into the purple port and hooked everything up. And I essentially haven't left since. So, uh, wow. you know, at that time, what, what are you 12, 13 years old, right? In eighth grade. Um, and it, it's interesting that you and I are talking about this because I was kind of reminiscing with a, with a friend the other day about like, just trying to really understand timelines. Right. Because I think mm. like as things happen, a lot of things start happening either at the same time or at different times in life. And you're trying to figure out, wait, wait, what happened first to, you know, help me get to that next step? Or was it a multitude of things happening simultaneously, you know? Mm, so uh, Right. So like layers. Sure. Correct. Correct. So, you know, you're right. trying to like, you know, recreate the time period and trying to really understand like, you know, what happened first to then get you where you are today. Right. Cause mm, you know, right. looking back, right. You wish you kind of wrote everything down in a journal. So you've got to go back, but uh, you know, you're kind of trying to recreate the scene at that point in time. Mm, so interesting. Yeah. So it's like so, a spiral but, sometimes, man. It's like, you yeah, go through the yeah. same thing. And it's like, Oh wait, Oh, this is when, wait, when did I go through this? Hmm. Yeah. So, right. so, and one of the things that, and I, and I, and I talked to you about this, right. Is, is really understanding, um, you know, you, we all hear the phrase, right? Nobody does it alone, right? No, nobody does it alone. There's always people involved, right? Even when you hear people say, I made it, I got to the top on my own, I'm a success, right? You know, I, whatever, right? I pulled myself up by the bootstraps, whatever you want to say. At the end of the day, no one really does it alone. Truth. And I think that, um, and it's okay, right? And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to, to utilize people. It's okay to use people as your resources. And you and I had that very conversation personally more about you, right? In terms of, hey, man, like there's somebody that's close to you that's a resource to you, right? Don't be afraid. Remember. And that was that same night, right? I was like, don't be afraid to use that resource that you have, you know, you know, for whatever reason, because people enjoy helping other people when they can. And I think right. when people kind of grasp that idea and you start to understand it, you know, you may understand it without really understanding it, but when you really start to realize what that means, I think it's even, it helps everybody even to propel even further. Right. Um, right. So I think very important to note. So as I look back in my story and as I share certain things with you guys, um, just understand that I am going, you, you know, you might hear me tie people's names into the conversation because reality is there was always help along the way. Right. And, you know, just pa to pause for a second, because I'm now thinking back on that conversation. I remember it was really, it's a really powerful piece that you're saying right now, because um, especially from a male perspective, I know for me, I have an ego. Right. And we talked about this. And the thing to remember is like, while it, I may have an ego of like, oh, I don't want to receive, I am shutting down someone else's gift that they're looking to give me. hundred percent. It's a jamming. It's, it's a jamming energy in the collective wisdom, man. Really? It's like, I'm being too big. No, 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 no. Actually, you know what? I'll, yes, I'll take that. And 
and wisdom comes with it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, when I've, I've, I've read this in many books, I've seen it in studies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure we've all heard it where uh, you go, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to call that person because I only have one favor out of them. So I'm not sure if I want to use that favor right now or on this particular thing. And mm-hmm. the studies show that, you don't have one favor with somebody. People actually like to help other people because it actually helps them feel good. It makes them feel good, right? I mean, we're obviously we're in the middle of the you know, coronavirus or pandemic right now, right? We're witnessing this every day, right? There are people that are giving of themselves daily um, and they're not running out of energy, it seems, right? Like they just keep giving and giving and giving more. Um, and that does have a rewarding feeling for them at the same time. While benefiting others. So, you know, a lot of times we need to stop thinking that there's only X amount of favors or X amount of times I can call on somebody or use them as a resource going forward or to help you with something. Reality is that person is going to be there or person or persons, right, are going to be there more often than you think. So you got to give credit to that. Wow. So, man, dang, this is uh, this is interesting. So I'm hearing you say is like that's that that can be a resistance for people of of asking for help. It's like there's it's like a scarcity mindset. I only have one opportunity. I only got one shot. And you don't. don't. You have more shots. You have more shots than you think. It's not just one. Like they say, man, you know, (laughs) don't bring a little hip hop into this. Right. (laughs) I I know Chris loves that. Right. Little, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, closed mouths don't get fed on the boulevard, man. You got to talk. You got to talk. You got to ask. Right. You can't Uh, get for you know um and wait i, I do want to circle back because you mentioned how you and i met was through chris right? right and the reason i know chris is because of business uh and not because chris and i have done business directly but because someone who i did business with and continue to business network with knows chris and introduced me to chris and then i started working out with chris then you know we become friendly then you and i meet at chris's birthday party right right go go figure right go figure so i mean if i just think about my life in business i mean a lot of my life interactions and people i know and the things that i do consistently you know i can tie back to some relation or you know or opportunity that may have come from my business life you know not necessarily just personal and social so it's uh, it's been more uh, very interesting for me on that front wow that's so it's like there's there's gifts that can it's like the gifts that keep giving. <laughs> it's like yeah, this mm, interesting, interesting. So, um, now the question I have, like you, because you said a lot, a lot of stuff you said, man. It's like the thing that's really resonating is gotta ask. So my question for you is like in your in your experience, especially for being in business as long as you have, what are some of the benefits that you've experiencing for really going for it and asking for what you want? So that that's a great question. So one of the things that I've learned, um, and it's, it's just, you know, it's something you learn and you develop and some people are better at it than others, right? Because I think from a mentality standpoint, our American mindset is such that we try to create these scenarios that where we don't, where we claim we don't need to lean on anybody or claim we don't need to ask anybody for anything, right? Hmm. But I do believe that in the business world, that is not actually the case, right? 
the way in which you progress and help and advance yourself is by asking right whether you're asking a friend to put you on whether you're asking if somebody knows somebody who might need your services so for me my business has entirely grown through the referral system okay i can't tell you that i spent money marketing um i can't you know directly marketing you know uh sending mailers sending flyers out you know online marketing right i can honestly tell you right now that my operation has been a grassroots setup and it's been referral by referral by referral by referral and I, hmm. in the service businesses and by the way i guess i didn't tell people what i did i'm sorry about that let's back up so everybody knows i started out doing the company name is fluid designs and i started out doing web development work right that's what i did in my younger years as and time just, progr- like code as, and stuff like that yeah graphics. coding right exactly Gra- websites up business cards, websites, all that kind of stuff, right? So all of my, and and that's kind of where the company name comes from. So early on, that's what started to happen. And I'll give you the story. That's cool. Nice. I'll give you you one of the stories. So, you know, I was always hustling in some way, shape or form. And, And I think if you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, you find out that when they were younger, even unbeknownst to them, they were doing things to actually cultivate that business mindset, even if they didn't know why or how they were doing it. Look, I remember back in the day, you know, before people had LimeWire and all this other stuff, you know, they were, you know, hate to admit this, but there were ways to get music on the web that weren't so uh, friendly, user friendly. And <laughs> I, I knew how to do that because I was a techie. And, you know, what, 12, 13 years old, I'm like, Hey, if you want to mix CD, you know, I got you. And I had a CD burner, right? Five bucks a pop. Tell me the songs you want up to 10, 12 songs. I'll get you the songs and give you your disc, right? Oh, right. Yeah, this was live. Oh, right. I remember that. But this was even before LimeWire, right? But, you know, LimeWire kind of came a little bit afterwards. Then people didn't need me anymore. But I'm just saying, right? That was like one of the things that I did, right? You know? And then I remember like... You know, uh, you know, in terms of urban wear, I grew up in Elizabeth, right? Urban wear, you know, people wearing white tees. Remember that phenomenon, right? Everybody yeah. had on white tees, right? Uh, oversized white tees. Look, man, I found the connect out in uh, the garment district in New York. I'd go to New York, buy boxes of white tees, one X up to like five, six X. And I was like selling them to people I know and selling them on eBay, you know, like, and it was just bananas, right? Just like the random things that I would do at the time. So, but as time went on, you know, like I said, when it comes to the, uh, the business element, I started to do websites. Um, and one of the first websites I remember doing was, uh, you know, some gimmick, right? You know, pretty much send me a dollar and I'll show you how to get a million dollars kind of thing, right? Of no real substance. And the website is actually still up and running right now on one of those like free web hosting platforms. And I leave it there and it's still there. And it's like a reminder. I'm like, wow, this is what I was doing at the beginning. But, um, wow. but, but, with, that, but with that said, I remember I did that. And then for some reason, I wanted a dog. Right. I wanted American Pitbull Terrier. Right. I tell my buddy, man, I want a Pitbull, man. And he was on the forums. Right. Which is right, a place where all these people congregated these dog breeders. And he goes, Stan, they do a lot of trading. I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, they do things like, they'll, tra- you know, because a purebred dog was a thousand dollars and 13, 14 year old Stan didn't have that kind of money. Right. Cool. He says, yeah, well, you know how to do a website. So why don't you tell somebody you'll do a website for them in exchange for a dog? And I said, that's a great idea. So I put up a post. I said, hey. Uh, I will create a website for you and maintain it for a year in exchange for a dog. And 
you know, these dogs were a thousand dollars and young Stan didn't have money to buy, you know, one of these dogs on his own. So, you know, this was just the way to the bartering system was the way to do it. The first person replied, I ended up doing that website. I got my dog. Right. So you can honestly say that that was my, that was a, you know, roughly a thousand dollar, uh, a barter agreement. So that was my first site. But my first paid gig was actually a $60 website for another kennel. By the way, I ended up doing like 10 or 15, 10 to 15 dog kennel websites after that first one. <laughs> oh, you found a niche. You're like, oh. Yeah. It was yeah. a small, small community. They liked what I did for the one guy. And they're like, wait, wait, I want some, because I had animation going, all these things that really weren't happening at the time is when it comes to web. Like, we laugh now, but back then, you know, they were big deals. Um, so I ended up like just being kind of the guy in that circle, right? Um, so so it really started out on that design space, right? Mm-hmm. And as time went on. That, and, that and, design was kind of your differentiator too. It was different than everybody else. Hundred percent, hundred percent. What I was doing and kind of making happen, you know. What I was always good at is, uh, I, I always say I don't necessarily have a creative mind, but if I see something or I see a concept, I'm able to work with it and change it and tweak it, right? So I maybe it may be hard for me to actually come up with the original concept, like design concept. But if I see something, I'm like, you know, it could be improved by doing A, B, C, and D, right? So, so that was always my strength because I do consider myself to be more analytical, right, than uh, than than design oriented. So, and, and so what happened is, like I said, so then the, the first actual thing where I got a web uh, a check in my hand was a website I did for the next guy. And that was a, that was 60 bucks. And I ran around that mm-hmm. house. Like you would have thought I had a million dollar check from, you know, publishers clearing house, right? Like, <laughs> like, the best. It. yeah, it was the best thing ever. It felt good to got And, and the funny thing for me is even at a young age, I learned something called contracts. <laughs> I had people mm. signing contracts, didn't even, you know, which technically weren't valid because I wasn't 18 years old yet, but they didn't need to know that, right? I just needed them to abide by the terms and conditions that we set. Um, so there was always that element of also protecting myself too. Um, so when would you say that you learned like, that you taught yourself that element? Because that for a 15-year-old kid, it's like, man... Like, dang, that's a head of, that's, that's solid. That's solid business right there. Well, I got to tell you, and I'm, and I have a tendency of wanting to erase stories that, that I don't like out of my mind. I'm pretty sure I got screwed on someone's dog kennel website, (laughs) right? Right. So you learn from the burn. Yeah. So I felt the right. You know, like feel the burn. Right. You know, I felt the burn and I probably was like, OK, got to fix this. Right. You know, how gotcha. do I prevent this from happening, you know, going forward? Um, and I know you're I got tweaker. a little you're the tweaker, man. You're analytically yeah. like ah, that is not going to happen again. Contracts. Yeah. What's the conditions? Here's the terms. Thank you. Sign right here. And to that point of what you just said about learning and, and some of my good friends always remind me of this and it is another level in where I consider myself to be open, um, which is I don't have to, I don't only learn from the mistakes that I make, but I will also learn from the mistakes you make, Paul, and people, you know, and all that. Like I am very, very in tune with trying to learn even from others and not make errors that they've made. Um, and mm. I think that when I also think about the circle of influence that I have around me, I do have a lot. And I think predominantly because of business, right? I do have an, a lot of older folks. And one of the things that I can tell that they've always wanted was 
for Stan not to make the mistakes they made. So, yep. to, but you can't think you're the kid that knows everything, right? And I don't know how you kind of get somebody there. I can't explain it, but I can say for myself that I've always been open and not having to put, I don't want to put my hand in the flame if you put your hand in the flame already. So I'm going to learn from that experience you had how to help myself out going forward. So would you say like uh would you say so growing up you 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 you've been a analytical and and curious kid or is this oh, something that you've adapted to No I know I think I think there's there's definitely an innate ability uh innate thing for me um I think I've always been calc- analytical calculated um you know really whether it's good or bad right you know try to assess all kinds of situations. Right. And one of the things that I think I pride myself in the most is I try to be okay with in any circumstance, the worst case scenario, if you're okay with Mm. the worst case scenario, anything that happens outside of that is a win. Was it okay with it or accepting of it? Like, Hey, it is what it is. I accept it. It's going to happen if it happens. Yes, but I'm I not do okay think, with it. And no, 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 but I do think no, I do think okay with it is also part of it because if you're not okay with it, that's what drags people down, right? Because you can sit there, mm. dwell on it. I don't want to dwell on it. So, so Good I point. accepting and okay because I don't want to dwell on it. I want to be like that's like you said, it is what it is. But I, you can't say it is what it is and not be okay with it because then you're going to dwell on it. You have to say it is what it is and be okay with it so you could just move on and move forward. Mm, thank you. Good point. Great point. I, I wanna, uh, uh, well, one of the reasons I asked you about curiosity because I think that's one of the ways that um, you get, like you can, you can access a lot of, learn from the mistakes of others. I think this is a very important point to pause on, man, to really, to relay here because what I'm hearing is, is, you know, while you're making your mistakes, the mistakes of others are also growth gems for you. And, and this is a great point, you can, especially in regards to being curious and analytical and asking questions. I think when, when, going, when, when someone goes into a situation thinking that they know it all, people with the wisdom will be quiet and, you won't, and will, will be free of sharing it. Like, psh, this cat thinks he knows it all, so let him learn. Let him learn it. And, 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 and a lot of times what people like, – I another thing, one of my other gems that I like to say is, look, man, the game is the same. It's just different players. Mm, say it one more. Say it again, please. The game is the same. It's just different players. Yep. So speak on that, please. We like to. We want to. I mean, and I think it's a human thing, right? We want to feel unique. We want to feel different. We want to, you know, all these different things. A lot of times the, the circumstances we're going through or the things or the process, let's say, in starting a business or whatever it is, right? That process is the same. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, when you started. The process is ultimately the same, right? The things are the same, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, where you're trying to get, right? And how you could potentially get there. So, and I'm not saying that there's not more than one way to get someplace or attain a goal, but overall, the steps that you take are essentially the same. So when somebody who's older and or wiser than you is trying to, or that has done it, is trying to give you advice, the real Mm. thing is they've been through where you are going, where you are and where you're going. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes you look at people and they look like they're in their ivory tower. But I remember I had a client and uh, he had seven stores 
he had seven stores, right? I forgot, 60, 70 employees. Mm-hmm. And listen, hey, that size works, man. Yeah, yeah. No, and he and there and he and I were talking about something. And you know, one of his employees were like, you know, I don't want to do A, B, and C. And and he looked at them and he goes, You don't want to do it. He goes, I've done every job in this company. This company mm. wasn't I didn't have seven offices and 60, 70 employees when I started. He goes, I know how every job function in here performs because I've been the one doing it at some point in time. Okay. Yep. That's wisdom. That's wisdom and yeah. experience. Yeah. That bless up, bless up to that man. Bless yeah. up to that man. See, so this is, this is interesting because like, this is a point that I, I I'm, I'm going to do my best stand to, 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 to stay off the soapbox. No, it's okay. Um, but shoot, like this is the thing I get I get jammed up with our society in general, how we push off the elder wisdom, right? And one of the things I've found, especially over the past couple of years, is like, um, you know, with the whatever whatever I taught myself about technology and like what I know, I always find that anyone that I connect with as a mentor or as a guy that's older in their like twilight years, they have wisdom that I could sprinkle to something new that I would have never thought of. I'm like, oh, whoa. And it's like I'm learning from their mistakes. Like, it's the best thing ever because now I can go make new ones. Correct. And and, and I could ask. Well, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and to your point, your application of it, because maybe the medium might be a little bit different, right? Let's say here's an right. example, right? This podcast that we're doing, um, right? I, you know, the concept of a podcast is different than you know a radio station, right? In essence, right? right. I mean, it's a little variation, but there are things that you can learn from a DJ or a disc jockey or a radio host, right? That you can still apply in this medium, right? Um, right. The question is, you just got to know how to apply it to what you're doing. It may not be exactly how they were doing it and how they presented it, you know? Mm, so, so let's talk, let's, 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 let's take another scoop then. So like with the wisdom that you've accumulated over the time in business and just like being able to, to check in with these, these, um, these, the, 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 the ones with the wisdom, what's, what's been the biggest thing you've learned about applic- applying that wisdom to your personal journey or, or your business or life? I'd say the biggest, if, if I got to think of like the biggest impact um, or biggest thing that I've thought about is at the end of the day, we're all responsible for ourselves and nobody is going to save us. Talk some more about that, please. So, you know, this current climate is a perfect example of that. And especially for a lot of people right now on the financial side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We, you like know, finance, you mean like paying their bills or like money your, coming in? What you- correct. Correct. So, so whether it's a business, whether it's a personal, you know, business and personal finance, the finances are the same, right? There's not really a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as a business owner, right. You know, my job, is to make sure that the business is healthy and able to thrive, able to handle an economic downturn like we have now. But that's no different than in my personal life, right? My personal finances should be ran the same. Um, What's interesting is, you know, and I finance to me is the easiest thing to kind of um, to to wrap or to, to wrap this around is 
in terms of nobody's coming to save us, you know, right now, right, there's an economic issue. Um, and in my lifetime, I like to think that this is potentially the fourth economic uh, downturn. We had um, we had the dot-com bust, right, of the 99-2000. We had 9-11. We had the financial, the housing financial meltdown, right, in 07, 09, whatever that was. And now we have the coronavirus pandemic, right? So, mm-hmm. so in my life, this is the first fourth potential financial economic you know disaster of some sort right so when i say that no one's going to come save us we're seeing that you know a lot of people are having issues right now because they're not getting a check from their employer because maybe they got laid off and they're trying to get on unemployment right and and that's taking a long time to happen so their financial health is is being effective negatively, right? And they're stressing and how how am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to pay my rent, right? And that same concept is actually playing itself out in the business world as well, right? And I see it through mm. Oh my gosh, I don't know how long I can keep my employees on uh, uh, you know on staff. Um what I think I'm going to have to furlough people. I think I'm going to have to lay them off. So, you know, being in a what I call a bad financial health through, you know, personal and business is the ultimate disaster for anybody. So when I say, Mm. uh, when I say that no one's going to come to save us, you know, I know people who are around during the great depression. I I know people that old, right? I'm not kidding you. So, so when I Mm. say no one's going to save us, it's all about setting yourself up to make sure as best as you can that you don't need to depend on a third party when the rain shower comes and when the downturn comes. So this is so, man, so thank you for this. And I want to, I want to dive into what we talked about in the pregame with the financial piece, the financial component. Cause I feel like with what you just said, it's so much more layered now. Like, Oh, this is juicy. Um, So when you talk about like, no one's coming to save us, I'm sure, especially being in business for as long as you have, you figured ways as far as, well, actually, I'm assuming, what are the ways that you found um, having that mentality has supported your longevity? And then talk to like how that can apply to now, where we are now, because you mentioned that a couple times. Per- perfect. Perfect. I can, I can tell you hands down. So, and okay. I'm going to just, I want you to understand my reference point. Not only do I have clients that I deal with and friends, I also have colleagues, right? Other people who own businesses with more employees than me or less employees, right? So I, in mm-hmm. my opinion, I feel like I touch a lot of different people throughout, you know, circumstances, right? And, and you know, like I said, that, and I can also learn from them. So with that said that no one's going to save us, I'll give you one thing that I see a lot in my industry, right? Okay. One of the things that we do, uh, you could kind of, I always like to say this, there's two ways you could work with my company, right? You can call me when your computer's not working, we come out, we fix it, and we call that a break-fix arrangement, right? And then we Mm -hmm. also have clients that are under contract, right? Obviously not a residential client, usually our business clients, right? Where they are paying us on a monthly basis, a retainer if you want to call it that, but the job there is to make, they're paying us to be proactive, right? They're paying us so they're not down. So they're being proactive and not reactive. And in our lives, we're very used to being reactive and we need to learn how to be proactive. So what do I mean by that? Let me relate that to the financial piece we're talking about. A lot of people in my business, in my industry, 
do not charge enough, for instance, for the proactive service. Okay. So Mm. if you don't charge enough for that service, A, are you able to deliver that service properly? (coughs) A, are you Mm. able to that service properly, right? Because are you going to be able to have all the tools and resources you need to spend money on to properly service your client? Number two, as much as I love what I do, and it didn't start out as a business, it started out as a passion for me. I also understand the need to make money and to be able to survive and to have something to show for all of my hard work. Okay. And for me, I've come to terms with that is the financial component of it, okay? Uh, we're not, mm, not, not the cheapest okay. company around. We're also not the most expensive, but we're going to get compensated properly and the right way for what we do. And I see a lot of people in business that cut them that cut themselves short, whether it's by undercharging, whether it's by giving things away that they shouldn't give away. And in reality, it's an exchange of, of uh, services or goods for money. Right. I'm always going to do for you. But what you have to do for me is write that check. Right. So my financial well-being as a company is dependent upon that. And then obviously I don't have something else that I do for work. So then that also impacts me as a business owner, my personal financial health as well. So this is this is uh, I'm very interested in this because this uh, um for oh, wow, so many layers. I I gotta take a breath on this, <laughs> dude. You just drop gems on gems. So first off, first of all, talking about this proactive versus reactive, um, and the services that you offer, and the reason why, um, from the financial prospect, and the thing I want to dive in on that end is proper compensation because uh, what I want to what I want to make sure I'm hearing is is the reactive compensation or the, the reactive piece of this more of the undercutting one's values and services? No, it can happen on both sides. It can happen on both okay. sides. So, so I'll give you an example, okay. right? <clears throat> if, yeah. if, if, if you come here, you call me up and say, hey, we have an issue, mm-hmm. and I give you my hourly rate, and you said, hey, man, the Geek Squad said they're going to do that you know, for 25 bucks an hour, let's say. So you know what I say to you is go to the Geek Squad. Why are you even calling me? Right. <laughs> right? So, okay. so, 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 so you have to also understand your value so you can also have those conversations when they come because they're going to come up it's just business right they're going to come up there's everybody wants it you know you know whatever you say minus x you know so you just have to really be you know grounded in that so this is okay so this is the piece i was really wanting to get with is is that being grounded in value the value that we offer and the value that we're putting out there, especially as far as taking care of ourselves in this day, in this uncertain economic time, um, being free of undercutting self, because I, I can, I get a vibe right now that businesses, and I'm going to put my hand up because I have a tendency. I feel like a lot of, a lot of times I want to do this too, is like cut my undercut myself to get into the fray of other businesses to be one of the guppies in the pond. I hope they pick me because my price is right in line with everybody else. So for, for people that have that type of men- mindset, how do you debate or how do you um, bring your theories to that mindset? Okay. So, so we call that the, you know, the phrase that's always been used in business around that is the race to the bottom, right? It's the race mm-hmm. to the bottom. 
Because that's where okay. you're, everyone's going to end up. And at some point, someone's going to collapse. And it might just be, I'm just saying, it might be you. It might be you and 30 other companies that do what you do, right? So you have to understand, it. number one, longevity. So num- so the, the, the other thing around that as far, you know, the way I look at it is this. You have to really be convicted in yourself and your company and your brand about the value that you are bringing to a client. And what mm. you're going to do for them. If you feel that the service you're delivering is subpar, for instance, you're yeah, never you said that before. Yeah, you're you're not going to be able to convey that message. Right. You're not going to be able to convey that message. You're not going to be able to help them understand. You know, there are brands that we see all day. Right. When we I'll use, you know, say certain big brands. Right. That we see every mm-hmm. day. They don't ever discount. They don't ever, you know, there's nothing ever on sale. There's never any any a coupon and people still pay these is, you know, what's considered, you know, what we might consider an exorbitant amount of money for those products. Right. But why? Because that brand continues to convey their value and that you Mm. are better with us than without us. See, for me, when, when someone tells me, when I have a proposal out there, I'm talking to somebody and say, well, this other guy is charging us this. And you know what I always say? Well, why, why are we even on the phone? You called me. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Yeah. True. True. So, so you're not so you, getting so wait, something. So when you say something, so hold on, so Stan, when you're saying that though, what are you really saying? Like they, they're obviously, are you, what are you really saying when they, when you say that? What I'm really saying, and I've said it too out loud, which is no, you're getting what you're paying for and you're mm. not getting the level of service you want or the, the expertise you want because you're not willing to pay for it. So, you know, like they say, you get what you pay for. Now, if this doesn't automatically mean that every high price product is automatically good, right? Or automatically superior. But when I have an instance where someone is calling me and we're having this price conversation and, and they're saying that this other person that they have now charges less than me, I said, well, they could be charging less, but there's an issue because we wouldn't be on the phone. You wouldn't have ever called me if they were de- giving you a great price and delivering the service that you felt they should be delivering at the level you feel they should be delivering it to you. Mm. So, and that's the thing, right? We have to, you know, as business owners, people in business have to not think about selling things based on price. You have to put the value out there first, your value proposition. What are we going to offer you? What are we going to do? See, for us, our proactive contracts, for example, is this. You don't pay us to fix stuff. You pay us to keep you up and running. Mm. You pay us so you don't have downtime. See, right now, this is a perfect time period for people to see what we've implemented because all of our clients are working from their client their employees are working from home you know 60 70 employees working from home and they're all working in the office as if they were sitting in the office right now because of the systems we've put in place right and they they're paying us to make sure that we keep things up and running so Every business is different, right? My business is different than yours. is different than a listener's. Um, some people work for people, right? Um, it's all different. But, under, but value, whether you're a business owner or an employee, is the same thing, right? If you believe you're a valuable employee and your employer doesn't see it, then you might have to walk away and go to the next employer who sees your value. Now, I always say, don't leave something without having something else. I've said mm. I've always said that because, you know, um, (laughs) this is an aside, but we are talking to men. I always say, 
women don't want a guy that other women don't want. Great point. Right. And I think, and I think that's the same with job opportunities and business opportunities. Right. Like people, like, you know, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, it was a Ponzi scheme, unfortunately. You know, wh- who's the guy with the Ponzi scheme? I forgot his name. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Ber- Madoff. Bernie Madoff, right? What did mm-hmm. Bernie Madoff do, right? He created this club and you couldn't, he, he didn't just let you in the club. And that exclusivity made people want to be in the club, right? Even though the guy was a, was a fraud, right? But it's like, wait, he just, wait, he told me no. Like, oh no, like I want to be in the club that someone else is in. And because this guy's telling me I can't be in the club, you know? Like now I want to be inside. Yeah, there's a, there's a level of exclusivity to it that is appealing, man. That yeah. I think a lot of people forget. And it's also, it's like, yo, look, this isn't for everybody. So mm-hmm. like, who are you? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like mm-hmm. I get that vibe when there's that level of exclusivity to it. Like, oh, man, hold up, man. What, what are they doing in there? Oh, 100 percent. Who's the guy that cut the right? Who's that group that just cut the line? Right. And just walked out. Right. Walking, right? Yes. Oh, yes. So now this I... <laughs> is this is interesting. Right. Because like this is when you talk about value like this, I agree with what you're saying. And my question is. What what were the what were some of the things that you found you um you took on that had you appreciate your value or some suggestions for how people can tap into their value? How about that one? Okay, um, so one of the things that I definitely remember mm-hmm. is when people tried to devalue me. Okay. Okay. So now, what's an example? So an example, I'm, you know, that's that's the pricing conversation, for instance, right, as as one example, which is, hey, uh, I'm going to charge Paul, I'm going to charge you $100 to do this. Stan, come on, man, can you do it for 75? Right. So understanding that Paul's job is always to try to get something lower. And, and it may not be anything offensive to you or your services, but Paul's job is to try to keep as much money in Paul's pocket as he can, right? And by right. keeping more money in his pocket, it's taking out of my pocket, right? In essence. So understanding, and I do think, I, I do think another thing in understanding your values, also understanding the, the other people that are in your industry or in your, um, your same, you know, your same job function. Cause I want to make this, you know, not just business owners, but maybe, you know, people who are employed somewhere and you go, hold on a second. I do this so much better than Jimmy over here, but Jimmy's making the same amount, if not more money than me. Hold on a second. What's going on with that? Right. Why am I being undervalued? So you also have to be able to identify when you are being undervalued as well. Hmm. Because you might be in your current position, in your current state, whether it's a, you know, as a business or as a person, like you might already be undervalued and not even know you're undervalued. You know, that's why I was saying the job. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I'm saying. That's the thing that's on my mind right now. That's kind of that's blocking me up because like when you're saying like, know when you're undervalued, like my thing is what got you to understand your value? Because I think there's a lot of people that are out there. Um, men out there like, yo, especially if men that are looking in this time, looking to do their own thing and like are stepping outside of the traditional like boxy profession and shit, like, and they're going into something that's been like, you know, who they are, like based in a passion, what have you, how do they go out and know their value when the people are like, well, this cat over here is doing this program for this. Where cats would be like, I that scarcity, like, I just want to get a person in here. I think that, um, how can I say this? 
in a way, in a way, no, no, in a way, you kind of got to be a little full of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't think there's a way around it. And what some people, and and I had a friend that used to always say this to me, you know, she says, you know, Stan, a lot of people think you're cocky, but I know you, it's not that you're cocky, it's you're confident. And there's a different, I mean, it's a fine line, but she says a lot of people aren't confident. So they take your confidence for cockiness, even though it's confidence. Right. So it's, and it's really a fine line for the observer, for the person that's, that's confident in a fine line. Yeah, um, so, I mean, like, I mean, really, yeah. that's my that's my view of it. Like, yeah, because, like, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, it's the, anyway. well, it's the perception, right? It's the perception. Right. It's how they perceive you. So, it's a fine line in where the perception makes somebody go, like, I don't know. Well, okay, so I'll tell you this. I have a colleague, and he and I, mm. he owns an IT company as well. We're great friends now. He said, Stan, when I first met you, I was like, who is this arrogant ass guy right here? That's what he said. And he says, but I didn't really know you. I just heard a few things. But then as you kept talking and you and I talk and and he and I talk individually, he goes, wait, this guy's not arrogant. He's being his true self. Yep. He's being open. He's being honest. He's just letting it out there. And I do think and, and I'm sure that, you know, you've had some talks about this. There is a component of really understanding who you are as a person first, right? Thank you. There it is. Right? Yep. Because even though I, like I said, I'm a business owner, right? I'm Stanley first, right? Everything else is a, is plays off of that, right? So yeah, I you hit him with the government name. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like my mom was talking to me, you know? So well, I'm like, yo, what'd you do wrong, man? Yeah. yeah no, that's but that's the thing. I think I, you know, and I, and I can't, Say that I have a magic bullet or a magic tool in, in telling somebody, hey, look, man, this is how you find yourself. But I right. believe that you have to find yourself and understand who you are, and then other things will come out and blossom from that. Mm, yep. Yeah. And it's and That's and and, the and and there's yeah, a and there's yeah. a and there's a struggle, right? There's a struggle, right? Especially always because, is. And, and you know, and I think the biggest struggle we know, and whether it's parental, whether you know, like you know, I'm saying from family or social, like you know, everybody has a mold that they want someone to fit in, right? Um, right. And, and I've always prided myself personally in like I go against the grain and I kind of do what I want, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's why ultimately I do work for myself because I don't know if I can listen to somebody telling me what to do but um but but in essence i think there's a huge thing about sometimes you got to block out all the noise and for a second what do i want right what do i want to do what do i want to accomplish right right you cannot um you know, you can't, you know, you can't let other people live through you. Right. Uh, yep. And that, yep. Hap- that happens a lot. That happens a lot. So um, I do think that, um, like I said, I think the way personally to approach is just to start to understand and do some self-help self-development because, you know, like I, like they always say, right. If you're not good to yourself, you're not going to be good to anybody else. Yes, man. Yes, man. Blessings. Listen, you just dropped this. This was the gem. This was the gem, man. Because and this this comes full circle to to what we started talking about in the beginning. Like you you bring yourself authentically to the situation. Like I'm I'm going to recap because I want some key things 
that for people that I heard any of that, I want people to take take away from this. And then I'm um, then Stan, I'm going to give you a space to hook up with your contact information and another question I have for you before we wrap up. But for for some of the things taken away from this, like I I, I, I what I appreciate about what Stan what you said about is is that being full of yourself, being in yourself, knowing your capabilities, who you are, because like when it comes down to it. Whatever you're looking to accomplish or whatever uncertain times you're in, you get you get to be rooted in who you are. And that may be like Stan's case, man. He knew back in eighth grade. He's like, yo, man, I'm gonna get that computer, man. Let me do this. I'm already something I'm already doing. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like being able to step in that space. And also one of the other things I'm hearing from what you said over this time is knowing what to leverage and when. Leverage could be the education, that could be the knowledge, that could be relationships, that could be business, that could be vision that you have about, listen, I got to be proactive. What are the ways I stay financially fit and secure? So just I'm really excited about what we put out here today, man. And I want to check in with you. Like, what is is there something else you want you would add to that you want? Well, actually, I'm going to say that for the next question. Um, Stan. (laughs) How how do people get in contact with you, man? They want to vibe, kick it with you, or just like you know, get in contact with you for uh, IT consulting and what you do. All right, I'm the easiest man to get a hold of. I always say, right? So, company website is fluiddesigns.com. F L U I D D E S I G N S. Um, phone number nine zero eight six eight eight two four four four. I'm not on Twitter that much, but you know, you guys can also email me at s lewisant. So s l o u i s s a i n t at fluid f l u i d d e s i g n s dot com. Um, so those are the, the ways you get me. You, I'm the easiest man in America to find. I want to be found, right? So that's <laughs> that's not much of an issue. But uh, and, and Facebook, your and Facebook, Instagram. Oh, what's your handle on that? Yeah, yeah. So Instagram is uh, s g l o u i s s a i n t and uh, Facebook, just uh, search Stan Lewisant and and you'll find me there as well. Or the company Fluid Designs, whichever one. I should, I'll come up on both. Yeah, that blessings. And listen, I'm going to have you on because I want to have an episode with you about men in the kitchen, son. You, <laughs> yo, cats listening to this right here. Yo, if you follow my man on IG, check my man's work in the kitchen, son. Yeah. Chef Stan at night. The, the slow New cook. adventure coming in phase four. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, I'm sorry. I had to plug you on that, bro, because I'm like, yo, I'm the, like, yo, the slow I'm cooker is going right now, baby. The slow cooker's got the lamb, got the lamb stew right now, man. This my man. That's this right. my man right here at the creations, bro. That's right. All right, so yo, Stan, um, I give my guests 90 seconds, man. Some take long, some some take longer, some take shorter. 90 seconds for the guest to, to drop some gems on what you want the listeners to take away from what you dropped today. Yeah, so, you know, definitely, guys, I want everybody to to be who they are and live in their authentic self. And that's different for me than it is for you, right? But it's important. The other thing, too, is, you know, don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid to capitalize on that new opportunity. Step out of the box, right? Do something different, right? Uh, don't just be part of the status quo because that's where change and the best, the biggest growth happens. Um, and then the other thing I had in my mind, and I'm, hit, I'm shooting a blank right now, man. I shoot a blank. Hold on a second. <laughs> where is it? Which was, um, geez, the last thing I said, I'm like, I'm losing it right now. Uh, About value self? 
value, you know, value self most definitely. But there was one other thing. Um, geez, you know, I should have wrote it down. I should have wrote it down. Well, I mean, I guess, you know for the next yeah, podcast. yeah, not no, I'm, I'm gonna have to circle back, but no, really, it's, it's all good. The chances, guys, you know, just just be who you want to be and don't be who someone wants you to be just because, uh, you know, that's how you were brought up or raised or, or whatever the case, you know, find out who you want to be for you. Say blessings, man. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Yo, man, dang, dude. Listen, this right here is a jam. Thank you, thank you, thank you no for problem. being a part of this no thing. No problem, man. Man, I'm excited for people that are listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for following the men talk about podcast, man. I see you guys listening. I see you listening, damn it. And thank you. I appreciate you for sharing and for to for tuning in. Please comment, rate the rate the podcast, leave some comments on what you want to hear from some of the guests here. Cause like I got a lot of men that will, that are willing, courageous and vulnerable to step up, offer them gems so that the next ones can make new mistakes. So bless up, bless up, bless up. Thank you again, Stan. Thank you everybody listening. Until the next episode. Peace. What I tell you? What I tell you? I told you this. Dude was gonna drop some gems, didn't I? Well, you heard for yourself. You heard for yourself. This is, uh, listen to this one again. I know for me, I've listened to this one several times already. I've, I've, I continue to get goodness from it. And, and listen to all, come back, check out, check out all the episodes once again, because I guarantee you, when you listen to them again, something else will pop out to you. And if you have yet to subscribe to the Men Talk About podcast, subscribe. Because every week, every Sunday night, something's coming to you. Something's coming to you. Some, some way for you guys, for you men, and for those that are developing the masculine energies within, there's some gems here for you. And if you have some things that you want to hear about, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear about it too. Email me at newwellness, N-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-908 at gmail.com. Email me the topics that you want to, that you want to dive into or tap in, check in with me on IG, on Instagram, at newwellnessguide. Also on Facebook, New Wellness Neighborhood. Check in, tap in, stay connected, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful for you all listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tapping in, and I'll see you in the next episode.